And we're back. Oh, my God, it feels good to be back in Studio A. You know, to having two studios, Damage Boo, is a, is a task because Studio B has been named bullshit for obvious reasons. But last night uh, or the other night on uh, Gagging, I had uh, Von Ray. He's the boyfriend or now ex-boyfriend of LaToya, who is one of the new housewives that nobody cares about. But anyway, he was on the show and he was talking about getting into it with her ex who said he tried to stick his finger up his butt. It was just a lot going on. Um, if you're not watching Gagging with Jason Lee on Tuesdays, you have to go check it out on YouTube. It's it's really hilarious. Who had a finger what up the their butt? Wait, I heard a finger up somebody's butt, and you tried to go right over that, and that's not going to work. Well, well, the allegation of the finger being up somebody's butt or the threat of sticking it up his butt was not actually – well, it wasn't verified. What was verified is this man has a huge penis that I didn't even know about, like – I'm usually good about like looking at somebody and going, yeah, they, they're holding. But this one, he slipped right by me, no pun intended. And now that we know we've added him to the Mandingo Hall of Fame over at Gagging, that show is a whole completely different set of mess than this show. So those of you who like say, oh, my God, this show used to be super ultra messy. Go over there and watch that. We're still kind of messy here sometimes when we need to be. But we are responsible journalists showing up every day to combat things other than a grown man's penis. Gagging is like the neighborhood where all the good parties are at, but you don't want to leave your car unlocked. Like, it feels like things get, <laughs> like, it's fun, but I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous well, about gagging, but it's fun. Well, Von Ray took the word gagging to a uh -oh. whole new level last night. Um, oh. I, I, I'm never at a loss for words, oh. Damage Blue. I always think I know what I'm going to talk about next. But when they brought his picture of his stuff up on my camera you know i literally everything just kind of flew out my head i didn't really know what else to say so i did a really good job of winging it but nonetheless i'm back here in la i'm also excited because this book just came in common's book um Ooh. let love have the last word i got it and i'm going to be talking to common next week and so you know rashid is a really nice guy and i've gotten a chance to get to know him personally but to be able to interview him um, i'm excited so i'm going to be reading his book all weekend long that's a very okay, attractive okay. man. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's some, that was a flex right there. I didn't even know common name was Rashid. Look at that. Really? Did you get in yeah. the government? No. It's no. gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> weird. It's gonna be weird saying. It's gonna be weird saying. All right, common. So how exactly did you get all those freckles? Like, I, Nick, you Rashid from Chicago, but you know, know you know, it's just it's so crazy. You know, when you those of you watching and starting your podcast and you know i'm in the process of now that i've been inspired by dj damage who created his own uh training uh situation where he inspired a lot of you all to do uh the work what was the name of your your um courses damage yeah the legendary media group i got inspired by him to create courses and now when i when i look at what i'm developing and when i look at what damage has developed to help so many young people of color be able to do what we do every single week here you know, I am excited to be able to sit down with Common. I was on the flight this morning thinking like, damn, like, this is just right. You know, not not like, no pun intended. Like the movie? Just right. Yeah. Like, Star just starring right. Queen Latifah? You, so that was yeah, Queen Latifah you know? Okay. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm still a fan of the culture. Like, we're, we're all fans. Like, damn it, you're a fan of music. And Blue, you're a fan of the culture and, you know, all things righteous. I love the idea that we get to talk to the people that inspire this this beautiful culture that we're part of. Wait a minute, was that the black fist to go with my fro? What just happened there? Is that is that what just yeah, happened? Listen, ain't ain't nothing anti-black getting by you on this show, which is what I nothing. love. Nothing. But I will say this, I, I will say this. I was also inspired by Damage. Let's give him his flowers real quick. I saw him do his workshops. He convinced me to do my own around spirituality and emotional intelligence. I will say this, very lucrative. Shout out to all of our, our classmates and attendees. However, Jason, giving up all my Sundays, Damage didn't tell me about that part. I haven't had brunch in three months. So just be it's clear. It's a commitment. Just be clear. My students are asking when the third module is. And I said, holla at me around Christmas because I want to have a hot girl summer. So just make sure your schedule can accommodate <laughs> but, 75 but people staring at you every Sunday. But this this goes back to ring like the whole true moment that we had around giving back to our community, right? Like we have an obligation once we learn the tools, once we learn the trades, once we learn how to do it. I have Kelvin who produces this show, has his own podcast. I looked at him and said, nigga, why haven't I been on your show yet? You know, we are 
We are having people around us who are who are building their own future to have their own situation so that way they too can be a Hollywood unlocker of their own. I'm grateful that I have staff that will have ambitions beyond here and that are learning and investing in themselves while they're here because they're going to have to set themselves up in the future to have their own stuff. But I love the fact that I meet so many people who say, hey, man, I'm so inspired by what you do. I'm so this and that. And, and in trying to find my purpose, I watch Damage do it. And I was sitting around for like a year and a half talking to my team about building courses and we should do this. We should, and Damage came out of nowhere and did it. And I'm like, yo, really doing things is just doing it. You just got to do it. And and we all have this thing that kind of holds us back for the right time. But when is the right time? That goes back to my other point. If you are in COVID right now and you survived and you ain't coming out of this inspired and on fire to build your own shit, knowing that the world can throw a curveball in it at any moment and take everything you've ever worked hard for, you're fucking nuts. And so if you haven't invested in damages courses, go do that now. And when mine come out, I'm telling you, do not look at it and say, oh, that's too much for me because I'm going to charge what I'm going to charge. But what I'm saying to you right now is that whatever that fee is, and it's not even that expensive, it is an investment in your future. If somebody would have came to me and said, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars worth of game for $1,500. Do you know how much money I would have saved myself back then? All the lawsuits, the loss of pro like mm -hmm. I've been through hell. Absolutely. And so being able to package that up and give that as a gift, I think will help me fulfill my purpose. So I'm excited because I'm literally one module done from completing it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. Jason, I'm excited. I, I might sign up uh, if you have a discount for co-hosts. Just don't pick Sundays. Do not pick Sunday. <laughs> no, no. It's literally a course that you can buy and study as you at your leisure. Okay, you buy the good. course mm -hmm. and then you own the six modules and it good. takes you through A through Z of building your own successful blogger podcast, everything from monetization to trademarking to it, everything. So, and and I'm giving you, and I'm, I, don't, I didn't even plan to talk about this today, but I'm also giving you like my financial model, how I built out the business strategy, everything for my exit plan. Like I'm giving you all the things you literally need and worksheets to be able to do it yourself. So it's all coming. And now I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. Like that is what I'm here for. But now we're building that. out a whole, yeah, there's a whole multi-layered structure from a, a, a global summit to a, uh, so, um, uh, a support system group of people for 100 people. Like we're building out this whole thing that I'm excited. So it's coming soon. I love there that. There it is, y'all. And yeah. make sure you check out legendarymediagroup.com. Yeah. I do not have a, a, a workshop to plug because I have enough students. I don't want any more. But I will say that uh, when Humanize comes back, I definitely want Jason and Damage um, to come visit because Jason Lee was the last humanized guest we had before COVID. So Jason, you're, you're our good luck charm. You are our last well, guest. I was, so I was also, back. I was also arguably your best, but I mean, that's just, no, it, it was the highest ratings. I will give you that. It was the highest rated episode I've ever done of humanized. <laughs> so shout yeah, out to and it was that. one of my favorite interviews ever. Like I really felt like I could be myself. Um, and uh, I'm excited. I, I enjoyed doing that. I enjoy doing the breakfast club anywhere where I feel like I can just be myself and just, speak freely and and not think about what people are going to think i really enjoy um i i did want to say that you know cardi b recently won uh, a lawsuit against this internet troll i'm not going to say her name you all know who this ugly raccoon is but either way uh, i i think it's very interesting people need to understand i think the reason why these courses are important because yeah can you go on the internet and say and do anything yes but you can't say and do anything without consequence. And I think for all of us who are content creators, you know, we want people to be able to be entertained, but we want to make sure that the community stays safe too, because, you know, one person can lose a lawsuit and change the entire landscape of a platform that affects other content creators. And so I just think it's really important following these, these lawsuits. You know, I pay close attention to what people are losing in my space or in spaces that I, that I, that I coexist. And, you know, before I file the final lawsuit that I'm preparing on that same raccoon, you know, I'm watching how all of her dominoes keep falling because it's all about timing. And the thing about me is I don't move when people expect me to move. I move when it's the best, most opportune time to do so. And I'm very strategic with it. And I'm not talking about this beef online because at the end of the day, there's one thing about entertainment. And then there's another thing where you need to take a bitch all the way out. And I'm sitting by very quietly, but please uh, take, make no mistake about it. Those of you that follow Hollywood Unlock and know what I'm talking about. I have not gone away, nor have I in any way uh, forgiven or forgotten 
uh, the attack on my brand and my business. So we'll deal with that. But no, Damage Blue, I think, you know, uh, I've been watching the last few shows. I really love the fact that I, I feel like our group is blossoming in front of the yeah. world to watch. Um, and, and, you know, really candidly sharing things that are, are more important than the all the ridiculousness that is in my head. I did the math. It, it took us nine months, almost like a baby, for us to, like, click. At the nine-month mark, I was like, ooh, we have chemistry. That's cute for us. So I feel like we birthed a new baby together, so I'm very proud of us. The last couple of shows, even I've laughed and forgot that I was there. So yay for us. I can't believe I've been a part of the show for almost three years. I just feel like the time, like, when you just said nine months, it just made me think about, this is crazy how long we've been doing this. So salute to everybody that supports Hollywood Unlocked. We love y'all. I will say this, August 8th, because, you know, I, I lo- I'm a Taurus. We love anniversaries. August 8th is the first time that me, Jason, and Damage ever had brunch together at Toast. So I'm just saying we actually have an anniversary coming up, guys. How, how so do you remember year- that? How do you remember that? I remember. <laughs> ask, ask all my exes. I remember every anniversary. So August 8th is the first time the three of us ever shared air and said, oh, we could probably do a show together. So I just want you to know that we have an anniversary coming up. Next month. Well, and I and I appreciate both of you, and I also appreciate the audience who keeps showing up. Listen, we hope that you learn something. Shout out to everybody on iTunes and Google Play, Spotify. Those of you that listen to this in your car, I know you guys keep tagging me in all the ridiculousness that I say and that I do. You know, we do not even have a meeting before these shows. We just come on and we start talking and we have ideas of what we want to talk about. We have notes, but we really just go straight from the head and from the heart. And I, I hope that people appreciate the transparency. I think one thing that we're missing in this world right now is just the ability to be confident in being transparent. People are so afraid mm-hmm. of being canceled. People are so afraid of being attacked or judged. I was talking to somebody earlier when I was at the airport and he was telling me his coming out story. He, the man is 26 years old. He came out at 25. And he said that he started to experience uh, sexual relations with men at 21, but he was in the military and just too afraid to tell his family. But now the way he's um, exploring himself is like, he he said, I'm looking for a gay friend. I'm looking for a boyfriend. Like, I want to understand Aww. all the experiences in being openly gay. And um, I just feel like we live in a world where people are judged too much. I know that sounds weird coming from me because we post a lot of stuff on Hollywood Unlock, but I'm not judging. I give you my opinion on things, but uh, I try not to judge a person. Um, and I can't think back if I ever have. I'm sure I have many times, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. We live in a world now where people are too afraid to do things because of being judged. I think being judged is one thing, being canceled is a different. And, you know, we've been talking about that as well here at the show. So uh, there was a full circle moment that happened I th- for me in, in particular, but I know it, it must have been for Jason and Damage as well. A couple of days ago, or was it a couple of weeks ago? Time is flying. Jason mentioned that Wendy sent him a picture of her like watching our show. And I thought about it when I was 20 years old and I moved to the South Bronx, I would literally listen to the Wendy Williams show every afternoon with only $20 a week for for groceries while figuring out how to make it as a writer in New York. So it's just weird to me that 18 years later, I'm in this seat where I'm sitting next to Jason and Damage and she's watching our show when she was literally like the only bright point of our day. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes when people see Damage being like this bright, shining, like mentor and Jason being funny and effervescent. And I hope that I'm informative and some kind of fun. I think they forget <laughs> that we didn't have the easiest childhoods. The one thing that made me like fall for Jason as a human being when he sat on my couch was, we had a similar childhood and damage you and I have talked, you didn't have it easy either. So the fact that the three of us started where we started and we're here, I just want to give us our flowers. I'm proud of us. And I don't think sometimes we stop and say that enough. Like we're inspiring people the same way people inspired us. We're paying it back already. I'm proud of us. No, I mean, I could second that. I remember going to college and people laughed at me because I was going to school to be, become a DJ. So when everybody was becoming psychologists and being engineers, they're like, who goes to school to be a DJ? And I was the first person to get my job and start my career. And you just got to really believe in yourself at the end of the day. No matter what people say, if you believe in it, if you work hard towards it, you will definitely achieve it. But at the end of the day, you got to stay humble, play your position, and be open to learning. And that's why I feel like a lot of times people say, damn, you're so quiet on the show. At the end of the day, sometimes I'm learning. This is a new platform for me. I come from the radio space. This is a podcast space. Sometimes you got to soak up the game. So for everybody out there, be humble, but go hard on what you believe in. 
But I think also, I think a testament of how we all came together, which I hope people that are watching and and trying to assemble your own thing, especially when you're assembling a team of people who think, who have their own mind. Damage has a free mind. Blue has a free mind. They come to this show with whatever, whatever experiences they've had, is that you have to find people who believe in your shit as much as you do. You know what Amen. I mean? Like, like I, I've said this on many shows before. I'll say it again. This podcast was almost dead. Uh, if it wasn't for Damage, who stepped in and just said, I don't even know what the fuck we're going to do on the business. Let's just keep going. Keep going. I'd be like, I don't know, Damage. I don't know. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. And all that sick of is going to be in my book, by the way. That motherfucker is going to be a bestseller because all the tea y'all ever wanted to know, all the tea you ever wanted to know about how dysfunctional this bullshit has been, baby, it's going to have its own motherfucking <laughs> we're, we're, chapter. We're doing that? We're going to do that, Jason? Can I get a pre-copy just so I can see what days no, cannot be the, on the internet? The only, the only pre-copy is being delivered to my attorneys to say, can I say all that? And if they say Oof. I can say it all, because at the end of the day, I feel like transparency and honesty saves everybody time. A lot of people have wasted a lot of time on this show with conspiracy theories of what happened here and there, whatever. But, you know, one thing I'll go back to, like having people who have the same, you know, goals and interests as you do. I remember when I was trying to do Hollywood Unlocked and I had all these TVs in my penthouse and I used to watch Revolt every day. And I used to see damage up there with that damn microphone with that girl. And I used to say, damn, I don't think I have the courage to talk to these big ass celebrities, you know, like Damage does. Like, how do you get the courage to talk to them? And you weren't even asking them the shit that I, you know, like you're not going to ask them the shit that I was asking them because it was no. a different format. But still, like, I'm a huge fan of Nas. I'm a huge fan of these people that Damage has talked to. And I wouldn't even know how to start a conversation, at least at the time. Now I know how to. I just go straight to it. But. You know, again, I think it's just one of those things where, like, we all have come together, and there's so many people out there, and I and I hope you're listening. Just it's on my heart to just say to those of you listening on the podcast that if you are thinking of starting anything that is your own, that you want to own, you may not be able to master it right away. Matter of fact, I'm telling you right now, you will not master it right away. But if you just keep going, it gets easier. But what gets more uh, challenging is the creativity on how to make it different, how to make it better, how to make it bigger and, and just keep pouring into yourself because you're the only person that can let you down. I'm the only person that can let myself down. If I wake up and say, I don't want to work hard today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to roll out. Oh, woe is me. If I get in my sorrow or whatever's going on in the world, if I can't tone that out and focus on my bag and what I want to accomplish, I can't blame anybody but me. And, and I'll tell you, I don't know about you two, Damage and Blue, but I was a person that abandoned so many of my dreams for so long because of the fear that I just couldn't do it. And the minute I used the excuse of not having my relationship anymore to be selfish with my time, the minute I flipped that switch and focused on all the things I wanted to do, I swear to God, everything opened up. So I just hope that people start to unlock their minds as they listen to us on this show and see three people who came from three different places who all had day jobs or still have jobs or whatever, but poured into their creativity, poured into their brand, invested themselves, invested in a group of people who had the same like-mindedness and are doing it and are showing up for you and therefore you showing up for us. And look, there's enough space for everybody to do it. And that's why when I decided to do these courses, when I saw Damage do his course, we don't lose our seat at the table, giving you your chairs. We don't lose nothing. I don't lose a dollar. No brand is going to stop spending money with me. I lose nothing by helping everybody figure out how to get on. And so I hope that people invest in the opportunity when it comes up, because again, you'll be saving yourself a whole lot of time and headache. All right. Well, I'll tell you who's not saving themselves any time and a headache. And it's this girl, Demi Lovato. Now oh, she God. cut her hair. Now this, the thing, the issue I have is, being gay is so popular at this point that like i don't even know what to do okay she cut her hair to look like this butch queen that you know is somewhere in west hollywood at rocco's but and meanwhile i don't even know what is happening demi lovato who we all know is now she's not trans she's non-binary so she's nothing weekday mornings the story begins in california the Times, a daily news podcast from the Los Angeles Times, gives you a West Coast perspective on the story shaping policy and opinion. Join host Gustavo Ariano and a diverse range of voices every weekday morning 
as they cover the critical issues like only a team reporting from California can. From immigration to income inequality, climate change to racial justice, nativism to technology, the Times explores the contradictions and hard truths of the Golden State and the nation through a West Coast perspective. I love listening to the stories that don't make the major news. It's the one time I can catch local news and see what's going on in my neighborhood that I may miss. Through interviews and original stories, the Times Daily News from the LA Times is the podcast that you need to understand the world and how California shapes it. Because if an issue that's in California isn't in your town yet, chances are it will be soon. Expect award-winning reporting, hard-hitting investigations, and LA eccentricities from the biggest newspaper west of the Mississippi. New episodes of The Times are available every weekday. To listen and subscribe, go wherever you get your podcast and search for The Times Daily News from the LA Times. Well, okay, what is she, Blue? She's a they now. Well, she's not a she. It's Demi Lovato is they. That is okay, the pronoun see, that they like. what I'm saying. Well, don't worry, Blue. You're, you didn't offend her because she said anybody who's misgendered her, don't worry about it because, quote, I accidentally misgender myself sometimes too. Oh so, my God. Back in May, Demi Lovato came out as non binary. <laughs> she decided at the time to change their pronouns to they and them. So we can't call her she anymore. We have to call her, we have to call them they. Them they, yes. Call them now, they. Now, 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 listen, at the time of the announcement, Demi explained that the past year and a half, they had been doing some healing and they had self reflective work and they had a revelation that they identify as non binary. Now, while most people seem to be adjusting to Demi's change, there are some people okay with them doing it. Did I do that right? Okay, now I have to say this as a person who's gay as hell. I'm sick of the gay community. I'm sick of y'all. Y'all are making it so complicated. And there's no pocket guide, Blue, to tell us (laughs) what Yes, there is. (laughs) No, but listen, like, honestly, like, I'm confused as a gay person on they, them, he, she, it, and I don't know what to say. And then people get offended when you say it wrong. So, so there is what, no, what there's is no it. On? So the first I thing mean, is there is no, there is no it because we're all human, right? So let's take it out of the equation because that's the not, human. Not it. No, I've been in West there's, House. There's, 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 no, there's, there's no it. That's shade. That's that's shade. It. That's that's not a pronoun. <laughs> also. <laughs> And also, too, right, being gay and being non-binary are not, are not something that you can conflate. You can be completely gay and not understand somebody's non-binary journey because that has nothing to do with being gay. That's the problem with the LGBTQ plus community. We think that just because we're all under the same rainbow that we can speak for each other. A gay person who has never had a non-binary experience actually is learning something new the same way a straight person is. So that's the first thing. You are not, you being gay doesn't give you a okay, pass okay. into having to but learn. I'm, but I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry. Your mother had a boy or a girl. You are a he or a she. Now you're a they and them. Like, we just going to well, take out. Like, we, why? We, we we support the trans community, so let's not do that. But what I will say no, is... We do, no, we do. We do. But when you're a man, when you're a born a man, a cis right. man, and then you decide that you're no longer cis, you, you're cis, and you become she, we call you she. But now we got to call you they and them. So if I walk in and say, Tyrone, you say, well, how you doing, homie? He he been here all day. Don't call me he, call me them. Let, like, let me nah, tell you, first of all, there's nothing nah. new under the sun, right? America as a whole, we have been in love with, with non-binary people for generations. We just didn't know what to call them. Perfect example of non-binary energy, regardless of sexual orientation. Prince has androgynous energy, right? David Bowie had androgynous energy. Some of our favorite rock stars are embodying this thing of having femininity and masculinity all living in the same body. So we've seen this since we were kids. We're just finally getting a name about how to respect those who identify as non-binary. It's nothing new. We're just learning the language. It's not new at all. I just call them, them, I did it right, by their name. Exactly. And that's all I do. You know, Nene, because look, sometimes you mess up. It's not always disrespect. It's not trying to be, you know, trying to go against the grain. Sometimes you just forget. So I just say, what's your name? And I just try to use their name at any point possible. I'm not doing he, she. Look, hey, Demi. Demi did this. Demi went and but, did that. But, Demi but, walked but, down the street. No, but, it's, but let me it's say, physically damage, impossible damage, to do that. It's physically impossible. Damage, damage, no, damage, damage. You know what I like about you? You know what I like about you? You're you're fair. You're fair. Okay. I'm calling y'all. If, if you're, I'm not calling y'all they and them. 
See, now I say y'all. I couldn't even say, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, you can't say y'all. You can say y'all, fam. You can say those words. I say fam all no, the time. because no, it's still oh, I, is good. I like fam. Yeah. So, so let me understand this. So if Demi Lovato is a lesbian, but they she's are not, not a lesbian. If Demi Lovato is a lesbian, I didn't say she, but now I'm going to say if she's a lesbian, they're not a lesbian. Her, I got to call her they, and they're. Demi Lovato is pansexual. Okay, so pansexual is. Hold on. A pansexual. For, here's the shorthand. A pansexual is a person who's attracted to everything, right? A pansexual is somebody who does not care about the binary when it comes to falling in love. So they will date a she, he, and they. A bisexual person might not date somebody who's they because they're bisexual and they believe in the binary. They like he and she. Pansexuals will date he, she, and I think, they. I think, I think the gay community is making it way too complicated on purpose. And then we get really offended when straight people don't get it, when we don't even get it. Where was this meeting that happened where we took a vote on including <laughs> they and their? Like I and I'm not trying to be. It wasn't not, a gay meeting, and I and I know that there are people who are throwing glitter around right now, upset that I'm saying this. But I'm I'm speaking from our community, and I have a card in my pocket with a rainbow on it. I'm gay. I get to ask questions. I don't understand why we're making it so complicated. And Demi, she's making it even more complicated because she's saying that she makes the mistakes too and that it's okay to make the mistakes when we know in our community we don't give people enough room to make mistakes. I will right? say this, Demi, no. Demi, Lovato, Demi Lovato speaking for that community is like Clarence Thomas or, or Ben Carson speaking for black people. Just because right. they just because they say they're in that group does not mean they know what the hell they're talking about. Demi Lovato has pissed off everybody on all sides. So not even gender non-conforming people agree with her. Well, this was, <laughs> or them. This was, this was I don't know. She, I give up. Wait, wait. This is the tweet that she posted right here. Okay. She posted, if you misgender me, that's okay. I accidentally misgender myself sometimes. I mean, it's a huge transition to change the pronouns I've used for myself my entire life. And it's difficult to remember sometimes. I mean, as long as you keep trying to respect my truth, as long as I remember my truth, the shift will come naturally. I mean, I'm just grateful for your effort in trying to remember what means so much to my healing process. She now, just said, wait, she just she just set them back a whole lot because they gonna have a hard time trying to tell us and y'all what them and they is about because they're crazy. I'm, that that I'm was not, a I'm not convinced. Yeah. I'm not I'm convinced. I'm not convinced. I will say this. I never have I never will think that I have the ability to speak about somebody's lived experience. So I don't know what's in Demi Lovato's heart. I will say though, they're moving funny. And they're speaking out of turn and they, they might need to phone a friend because something about this, I wouldn't be surprised if Demi Lovato had a husband in five years. So I'm just going to say that <laughs> I am going to wait for example. them to figure it out. So damage. Let me ask, watch this. Watch. I'm telling y'all, we don't have a cheat sheet and, and there's a lot I'm of people sheet. watching this show saying, no girl. Okay. Let me ask damage first. Cause I okay. still don't feel like, okay. Caitlyn Jenner was Bruce Jenner. Oh, okay, gosh. Bruce turned into Caitlyn, and that made him a her because she transitioned. She became a transgender, but she didn't transition because she didn't have the surgery. So she's a pre-op trans woman. Right, Blue? Yeah, she's a trans okay. woman. Okay, now, damage. She got a divorce from Kris Jenner, but then got a girlfriend. Does that make her a lesbian? Yes. 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 Yeah. Because he asked women... me. Oh, cheat sorry, sheet. Sorry. <laughs> She's really the cheat sheet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, damn it. I'm so proud of you. But does that make her a lesbian? Yes, yes. because she's a woman. I'm talking to Damage. I'm not talking oh, to you. Sorry. Okay. So, so Damage, that makes her a lesbian. I'm confused. It's just so confusing. If she's a woman, you shouldn't be confused. You're only confused because you don't see her as a woman. If you saw her as a woman, there'd be no confusion. No, I see her as an old lady. But oh, well, but that's still, the woman. You know, I do see her as an old lady. She and she she got that she got that old white woman face too. We know how when they age in the sun and they don't have no makeup and they go to Starbucks every day, knowing damn well they should have put some kind of cream or something on. But either way, um, well, God bless her and God Jason, bless can them. I... Wait, God Jason, bless I, them. I, I, them, I'm proud of you, Jason. I will say this. You know what probably makes this feel like your community? You know when old white rich queens 
talk, try to talk for gay people, including gay black men. And you're like, no, bruh, you being at the top of the food chain is not the same thing as my gay experience. That's what it's like for the trans community when it comes to Demi Lovato and Caitlyn. They are just white and rich and they're speaking from a place of privilege and they're not speaking for most of the rest of the community that has a very, very layered experience. So just think of them as rich white gay men and it'll make sense to you why they can't speak for anybody. Well, I will I'm say to Demi fan. Lovato, Demi Lovato, I'm talking directly to you. You're making it very difficult for them. Okay, all yeah. of the them and they's and the y'alls uh, who fall under this category of ambiguity from everybody because we don't understand this shit like even me, you're making it more difficult. You have now become the face of recovery from every drug in the world, uh, from eating disorders. And now you, I think you just want to be the face of stuff. Uh, get back to the music. Get back to doing what we know y'all for. But this, this, this uh, over-consideration for people who don't take the time to understand how to properly use your pronouns is a loophole that you're giving to people to fuck with y'all. So if you want to be one of them, you better get with them and talk about how they're going to help you understand using your proper pronouns. Because if I could just do it in a story when I don't even know who they are and y'all are all confusing, y'all need to figure it out. All right, listen, another person so that's proud. Doing... That's it. You're lucky I took a nap today. Because had I I'm not so taken proud. a nap, there would have been all types of violations. Right, I know. Listen, Rapper the Baby has a math lesson with young fans Ooh. trying to sell him candy for $200. Now, a video went viral over the weekend where he found himself giving some of his young fans a math lesson as they were trying to hustle him out of $200. Now, he spotted some guys selling candy. Now, y'all remember... Uh, McMill with the water boys that became a whole thing when he offered them twenty dollars well the baby spotted two young men selling candy and looking for donations he pulled up uh and he pulled out a bankroll to help them out and so this was the video take a look yeah, I'm like four hundred. What you charge for? Um, for two dollars. I mean, like four hundred. Two dollars, so bad. This stuff. How that's two hundred. I make four hundred every day off the donations. What? How much you owe? For your box. These niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you made four hundred off that. Yeah, I'm and you sell them for two dollars. Yeah. Let's count. Let's count. It's thirty-four times two, my boy. It ain't two hundred. That's two. It ain't. It huh? It ain't two nothing. It ain't even a hundred dollars. So a lot of people had a lot to say about this. And, uh, you know, I like the baby. I don't know what it is that I like about him. Maybe because he's like this bad boy of rap. Uh, he's always in some type of trouble. But I just have an issue with rich people pulling up and pulling out their camera on the less fortunate, whether it's homeless or whether it's young men struggling or hustling or whatever, to then make a mockery out of stuff. Like, to me, I think it just it was unnecessary to do that. He could have give them, given them $100 each i, I want to show you something i was recently in mexico and this little kid was selling the, i don't know if you can see this red bracelet this little kid was selling these bracelets uh on the boardwalk and i walked up to him i said how much are you selling the bracelets for he said ten dollars and i gave him forty dollars i didn't post it on social media i didn't record me doing it i gave the boy forty dollars he was like you overpaid me i told him no just be a good kid he was literally probably 10 uh, a little mexican kid from mexico why do people need to put this on social media? It's just, it's just to me, it's just unnecessary. Mm -mm. This, this is what happened, Jason. I think the goal was him. He was going to buy the entire box. So that's why his team was recording it. I don't think he's seen it coming where they were going to try to hustle him. And this is, it speaks to our generation because I used to sell waters. I used to sell candy. If I would have seen a celebrity back in those days pull up where I was selling something that, you know what I, I would have did, Jason? I'd be like, yo, can we wash your car? I would have tried to do more work to try to make more money because I knew he was going to tip us anyway. But we're in this generation where everybody's entitled. They trying to come up. He tried to make a shortcut. He asked him how much for the whole box. Why didn't just tell him the price for the whole box? You're trying to make a come up. Now, I respect all the young dudes out there trying to get their money, but that just shows you what kind of generation we are now where people don't really want to work for you. You're, you're trying to scam you. It's always a come up. When I was a kid, bro, if I have seen the baby pull up in his little tour bus or whatever, I'd be like, yo, we'll watch this whole bus. How much you'll give us to watch the bus? How much you'll give us to watch the wheels? Because we know we're going to get tipped. It's showing that effort of hard work. And I just feel like we need to get back to that. That's me personally, though. 
I think we need to be careful making that assumption that they wouldn't have done that. Because we're making th that statement has a lot of assumption in it. We don't know if they would have because they weren't given the opportunity. I think the first thing is, I don't think it's a generational thing. America is built on free enterprise and capitalism. What they did is the American way. A markup is the American way. Buying something for a dollar and selling it for four is the American way. And a lot of people that the baby associates with in the business mindset do the same thing every single day. So seeing an opportunity with somebody who could get you a great markup and trying to seize it, I don't see anything un-American about that. So if you don't like that, that's just America in general. Secondly, if you're taping it with the intention of doing a good deed and it goes left, why would you not blur out their faces? Nobody who's doing well is on the street selling dollar candy. And so for me, I just think it's kind of gross that instead of using that moment to help them, he instead shamed them by keeping their faces in the video. He could have easily blurred it and not teaching them a lesson about how to help them do better business. He could have paid for the box at the real price, taught them a lesson and blurred them out. To me, this was tacky. It was absolutely yeah, I do tacky. Think, I do think we live in a world where people are trying to take advantage of people. I'm not going to assume that that was their, these kids' intention. But what I will say is, it could have became a teachable moment where he stepped up as a black leader to say, look, exactly. I was about to buy out all y'all boxes. I'd have gave you $500, but because you try to play me, I'm going to give you the 68. And the lesson in this is next time if you were just honest or told me your situation, you know, we don't know their situation. We don't know if they're hustling because their lights are off. We don't know exactly. where they're coming from and all this. And so I don't want to label them as a bad guy, not to say that that was what Damage was doing, because I totally agree. Like, I think people do try to take advantage of certain situations, but we don't know these young men's situation. I just go back to the whole water thing with Meek Mill and then and then the, the baby. The baby, you're wearing a Balenciaga shirt that's probably worth almost half of what they pay for rent. Um, you're rich and you know, I'm not rich by any measure. Uh, I have a little money, but if I can give a kid $40 when I know his bracelet is only 10 and this bracelet is probably not even worth $10 in Mexico. I don't know how much that's worth in Mexico. $40 in Mexico is a lot more than it is here in the United States, but it costs nothing to be generous and nice and to just give from your heart. Um, I wouldn't know what, how I would handle that if those were my children and now their faces all over the world and on shows like this to be talked about uh, or to be labeled or to be, you know, um, you know, put in a category or something. So shout out to those kids, parents. I don't know how you guys are dealing with that. But for those young men, you know, this also served as a lesson, as Damage said, though, too, like just to keep it a buck. You know, sometimes, especially if you see like a DaBaby or Floyd Mayweather, you don't tell them a price. You just bust your ass and hope that they gift you and take care of you. I've seen Floyd give valet $100 each. Anybody who touches any car gets $100 when the valet is only $10, you know, because that's just the type of generosity that he is with people who are in the service industry. So I think that more could have came out of it, but I'm just not a fan of recording good deeds and putting them online, regardless of how they show up. Like, I just don't think it's necessary. Jason, you said heart though, right? You said from the heart, you would have given a gift from the heart. If the baby was dealing from his heart, he wouldn't have shamed those boys by publicly showing their faces, right? I think this was an ego thing. It felt like, oh, I'm big, rich, and I want to teach you a lesson. That's not the heart. That's the ego. Because the heart would have been more thoughtful. So that's why I hate this trauma porn when rappers try to flex using little kids. It's a bad look, bro. It's just a bad look. That's not your heart talking. That's your ego. Yeah, and I, and I get all the standpoints. I just know the hustle. I know these kids. You know, I used to stay on Fairfax. I watched a grown man take 15 little kids to the dollar store and give them fake little lanyards, and they pretend they're going to some type of football camp. I get the hustle. And when I see them kids on Melrose when I'm out to eat and they walk up like, yeah, for basketball camp, I'm like, I know you're lying, but here's $5. I don't eat candy. I get it. But at the end of the day, I get it. I know the hustle. I've been a part of the hustle. I've seen the hustle happen. It doesn't excuse anything. I don't think the baby's cool for recording them, but what I'm just nope. saying is overall, overall, we, we got to start working hard for it. Like, you know, you can't always try to have a come up. It's, it is what it is. Work hard for it. You Damage, you remind me, I was coming out of a store in New York and these four kids were selling big boxes of candy. And they go, buy, sir, can you buy a couple candy bars? You know, $2 a candy bar. I said, well, you know, I just lost 100-something pounds. I'm not going to order. Well, can you buy it for somebody else? Who the hell am I going to buy a candy bar for and just hand it off on the street? No. But <laughs> I, I just give them the money. Here's $5. No, I, I say, here, take this $20 and get the hell away from me <laughs> with it. this old-ass candy, you know? And the thing that's just everybody in the studio laughed when you said this damage. Do you know how many motherfuckers told me they was in football camp, but I ain't seen one pad, one ball, one knee pad, no nothing. I ain't seen a uniform, a picture, a badge, a ribbon. I ain't seen no tickets, no sale. We ain't even in football season. They they do be lying. But, you know. And I respect um, that hustle. But just don't try to upsell me. 
It's survival. I respect the hustle. Just don't try to upsell me. Don't come to me yeah, say this it, candy bar hundred dollars. Yeah, don't I'll shame my child on the internet. But don't blue, shame my child blue, on the blue, internet. blue, blue. You you talking about you talking about all these kids like they're all innocent. I no, I'm not actually. After the whole water boy thing happened, I didn't know about these water boys. I was in Atlanta and I had to go to the bank to do a transaction. <laughs> no, listen, damage blue, this is some real shit. And like I was pro like water boy, like, how dare you? Meek Mill, you should go to jail for this. You're wrong. I went over there. I ain't gonna lie. I said, where are the police? Like, where are the police at? The it, like it was a mob of like 15 kids who have been known to rob people. I didn't even know they robbed people in the area, came and swarmed around the car. They were trying to talk about the watches we had on. They weren't even selling water at this point. And to the extent that the police showed up and knew all the boys that was there. Now, I'm not saying that's the case in everything, but we also got to remember that, you know, the, the hustle, while it is your hustle, it's a hustle. And everybody don't have to buy into your hustle. I grew up in the hood where we got robbed every Friday. So none of this is new to me. Um, I'm also from a third world country. So I will say this. I am very well versed on poverty as well. My only statement is even when that happens, I want us to get out of the habit of celebrities thinking it's cute to shame civilians who are in impoverished areas for things that they could have just talked to police about or kept to themselves. So all that makes yeah, sense. I, they can they can be horrible, but the video yeah. the video is the only thing I care about. I don't like the habit of shaming little black kids for trying to survive. That's where you lose me. Yeah, I'm not well, negating that we, at all. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we should. I don't think we should shame anybody. Hey guys, this is Jason Lee with an exclusive opportunity for you to win some of the one hundred thousand dollars in cash and prizes that are about to be given away, and there's no purchase necessary. Now I'm going to tell you how you can qualify for a chance to win in a moment. But first, you all have to go and follow Sydney Chase at Sydney Chase Reveals right now. She's created the Seven Figure Secrets Challenge to help you build your first successful business online within thirty days or make the business you already have more successful. Right now, she's giving free access this Friday, July 16th. Millions of dollars are being made on Instagram by people just like you. You could be on a beach right now running your business from your phone. Sydney's helped entrepreneurs and celebrities make the internet work for them, and now she's going to show you how to make it work for you. She wants to create 1,000 new millionaires, so she's going to give you the chance to win cash and prizes, totaling over $100,000, for helping her spread the word about the challenge. She's made it quick and easy to win. So go follow her at Sydney Chase Reveals to get all the details and click the link in her bio to join the challenge. All right, well, listen, you know, um, the Emmy nominations are out. You remember there was like a whole situation where MJ Rodriguez was very vocal from Pose. She was very vocal about not being nominated. Um, and I think even had some words for Billy Porter. When Billy Porter had acknowledged his nomination some time ago. Well, MJ Rodriguez, who's an openly trans woman from uh, Post, she's a star on Post, was nominated for Emmy, which is a big deal. I even slid in her DM saying, congratulations, uh, you know, we're all inspired by what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I think it's really great to see the evolution of the Emmys, the Oscars, you know, Oscars did, you know, they were a little black this year, but now the Emmys being able to represent uh, for more categories in our culture, uh, that have never been nominated. I think she's the first trans woman to be nominated as lead uh, actress. So uh, congrats to her and uh, congrats to all the other nominees. Have you guys seen this online? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like three dozen of them. It's like 36, 37 of them. I love this. I feel like the Emmys might be that barbecue that everybody's trying to be invited to. Uh, I think this is amazing. My only thing is I can't wait till the day where this is not considered so abnormal that we have to be excited. So, Blue, can I, we yeah. retire the barbecues? You and these barbecues. <laughs> Girl, you are like the barbecue organizer here. Every white person who, you you know who white people are getting an invitation. Now, no, we're not having Emmy barbecue. Shout out to all y'all. Congrats. But there is no barbecue. I'm sorry. There is. Jason's no, just not invited. But it's a big deal. And shout out to all of the nominees because, you know, again, you know, I or earlier this year, I was running around saying how I wanted the Emmy and I still want an Emmy. I'm not focused on the Emmy anymore because I feel like when you put so much power in a trophy that you believe that that is what validates your efforts. I, if I don't get nominated for Emmy, that's OK. But if I continue to do the work and make a very good living out of it and keep inspiring people, that's that's why I'm doing it. So I had to recenter myself and say say why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not saying that MJ Rodriguez is that that's what MJ wanted, 
but clearly, you know, she's excited about it. And I'm happy for everybody who has been nominated. And I hope that we continue to break down barriers and make it easier for other people of color, color and other um, sexual orientation or sexual backgrounds. Because, you know, I don't think what people understand is when things like this happen, it does open the door and make it easier for people to come behind them. And so I think that that's why she was really excited. I hope you win an Emmy, Jason. Actually, I know you don't want to say, but I hope you win an Emmy. Well, if I ever do win an Emmy, I promise you, it will be with me everywhere I go. It will be oh, my Jesus. plus one at every. At, <laughs> I no, take it back. Be, I take it back. <laughs> my my Emmy, my Emmy will have a bib. My Emmy will have a mask for COVID. My Emmy will have panties on. Like my Emmy is that bitch is gonna be out in these streets. I'm telling you right now. And my speech, I already have it written. It's so disrespectful, and I hope Oprah's in the front row. All right, well, look, um, <laughs> there's any other front row that needs to be had. It's what's going on overseas because the racism is real in soccer. You know, soccer players are some of the most well-paid and attractive people in sports, by the way, but it isn't what they look like from a, uh, a perspective of beauty that matters. It's their race that has become a big mm -hmm. part of conversation online. If you've not seen this photo, we'll put it up here. This photo has been circulating online and I DM'd Lewis Hamilton, who I don't really speak to anymore, saying, what is going on? Trying to understand what, what happened uh, uh, as a result of, I guess, them losing a, a, a game out there has sparked a big conversation to racism in the UK. And now Prince William is speaking out about it. He's speaking out on racism, uh, in, in particular in support of the Black English soccer players. So there were three Black players who missed penalties during England's loss to Italy, and they were subjected to racial abuse online. Marcus Rashford, who's 23, Jaden Sancho, who's 21, and Bukayo Saka, who's 19, opened up on Instagram to see their comments flooded with racist reactions and, and people calling them, quote, monkeys and putting the monkey emoji. And it became so bad that Prince William had to take to Twitter to address what happened, revealing that he is, quote, sickened by the racist attacks against the soccer players. Here's his tweet. And in the tweet, he says, I'm sickened by the racist abuse aimed at England players after last night's match. It is totally unacceptable that players have to endure this abnormal behavior. It must stop now, and all those involved should be held accountable. So uh, when I saw this, I really didn't know what was happening because I haven't talked to any of my soccer player friends from over there. But as I've learned about the situation, it just goes back to what I was saying about the whole Tila Tequila thing. They love us when we're giving them what they want, but the mm -hmm. minute we don't, you're all types of niggas, monkeys, and, and porch things and stuff like that. What did you guys think about it when you saw it? PR move from who? Yeah, I looked at <clears throat> I looked at a PR move. I, I don't look at Prince William as a guy that's not racist. I feel like with all the stuff going on, with uh, what was happening within their royal family, this was a perfect way to jump out and get ahead of this and show some kind of camaraderie with the black community. But at the end of the day, like I don't believe he really means that. That's just me personally. I don't see Prince Williams as a guy that's standing up for racism out of nowhere. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Yeah, we all know that when Megan said somebody asked her her boo, uh, Harry, I hope the baby doesn't come out black. We all know. Well, I'm going to say I know it was Prince William. OK, I'm very clear that that, that that group chat was Prince William and Charles were upset the baby was going to be black rather than worrying about its teeth. That's a whole other conversation. Um, I will say this, though. I have an ex who is playing in London and he told me that it's actually they're very mad across the pond because they take their sports very seriously. And I, I, we had a conversation about it where I was like, I'm not surprised by the reaction only because look at how white folks act when their favorite hockey team or baseball team doesn't win. They actually cause more carnage than Black Lives Matter protesters. So there's a savagery that comes out of them like as a people, like historically speaking, <laughs> around sports games, and they always treat the black players almost like dogs in a dog fight. Like they don't even see them as human. They see them as my team, my Negro against your Negro. And let's see which one wins. So there's so much dehumanizing happening over there when it comes to football. And to be honest, our version of football is the same way. We treat the, the players in the NFL, look at Colin Kaepernick, like they're planta on a plantation with, with white masters who own the league and the teams. So Black men are always dehumanized when it comes to sports. This is more of the same. I'm not surprised. Well, all. I mean, one, one thing for sure for me is just what rings true every time we have these kind of stories is that people are so threatened by black people. Like, I don't understand why you're so threatened. I know we're a power race. I know that we are the hot sauce. I know that we are that 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 you're threatened by the richness of our skin, or our swag, our music. Everything about us is is lit and you want to be lit and don't know how which is non beat finding dancing to the wrong song ass. But look, here's the deal, right? Why is it that you love us 
when we're doing what you want, but then when we fall short or we're not doing what you want, you don't like us. You know, this whole thing that people say, oh, go back to your country. What, well, who country is this? I don't even know what country I live in at this point and whose country this belongs to. But, but I also say to black people, you're we also built this motherfucker. But also, but also back to black people, I think you're also partially responsible for it. You keep circulating your black dollars with these people. You keep going to football games because you want to see who's performing at halftime. You keep watching the Super Bowl because you want the extra guacamole. At the end of the day, what do you stand for? You make it easy and damaged. We said this on the last show. We make it permissible for people to treat us this way. You teach people how to treat you. More people will stand up and fight over a parking spot at chicken wings and things then they will standing up for these young men who are representing our culture over there in UK. Chicken wings, Chicken wings sad, and things. You should start it's that sad, franchise. Yeah. Well, the Euro FA said in the statement, and I quote, it was appalled by the abuse of the three players. Now, Twitter has announced that they were deleting over a thousand racist tweets and permanently suspending several accounts who violated the rules. Meanwhile, Prince William is being dragged on Twitter for speaking out against racism aimed at the black soccer players, but was super unsupportive when it came to Meghan Markle. And that was the point that was brought up earlier. You know, now, Blue, you said that he and his dad were the ones who made the racist statements. I'm going to say allegedly so I don't get sued because I can't afford to fight the kingdom. But I will say whoever <laughs> was over there and had the authority to step in and support Meghan and, and Harry at the time should have and didn't. And so isn't it kind of like a double standard to say you don't support racism, but at the same time you didn't do anything when your, your uh, brother's wife was being... PR no, move. It's PR. This, th that is PR, though. It is PR. Because the day after the Oprah interview, Charles and, and them started posting pictures of them holding ran random Negroes. Like, look, my favorite <laughs> black friend. <laughs> so they've been, look, look, at, look at Tyrone. Like, so they've been doing this for months of, like, suddenly just grabbing random black people for photo ops. This is more of the same. Poor Tyrone. Why does it have to be Tyrone, though? Why can't it just be Larry? You know what I mean? Like, we just... <laughs> well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the whole lesson learned here, hopefully, is that people are learning to love each other a lot more. You know, what's happening over in Europe affects the people over here. I've seen a lot of people here sharing of the story. Um, and a lot of us here are still under, you know, trying to understand how in 2021, we still have people just overtly not even covertly anymore, overtly being racist. And by the way, shout out to everybody who saw the Tila Tequila clip that I had, you know, where I spoke on this from gagging and you guys have reposted that thing and it has gone viral and y'all drug her for filth. You know, let's continue to keep sharing these stories so that way more people can shame these, uh, these devils. I ain't saying that in a racist me, I meaning, you know, these people who are preying on innocent people with their racist rhetoric. Oh, was that it? <laughs> okay, well, on that note, we're out of here. Keep coming back and share this. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show... That's all I do when it's over. Peace.